counting. I'm at speed. Okay, speed. 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 Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to a film slate of mine. This is your host, the man who will eat 10 packets of crisps in a row and claim it's Foley, Toby. <laughs> Joined as ever with the master of the gimbal, Aaron. Nice, hello. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, you? Yeah, yeah, solid. Living the dream. And the man that Rap Party Security is warned about, Jack. Hello again. <laughs> the game worse each Lovely week. intro. <laughs> really. The last time I... Keep me on my toes, mate. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I think, I think the first one I kind of insinuated, you don't want to be producer. The second one I said, you don't work half the year. And the third one, I'm like, he's a menace at rap parties. <laughs> like I said, Thompson's top tips. Thompson's top tips. <laughs> I love it. There we go. We're sorted. Uh, We're all frauds. And finally, I've got some sage advice here for you both from Tony Soprano. Let me tell you something. I'll do that again. Let me tell you something. Let me tell... Uh, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Whose end is that on? Is that me? Dale, I think. Dale. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just power through because I can just cut out whoever's recording it's on. Okay. <clears throat> got some sage advice for you from Tony Soprano. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nowadays, everybody's got to go to shrinks and counsellors and go on Sally Jesse Raphael and talk about their problems. What happened to Gary Cooper, the strong, silent type? Luckily, we have our own strong, silent type here on a film slate of mind. Vice President of Podcast, Dale Cheney. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> Dale Cheney. Nice to be here, as always. Absolute pleasure to have you as always, Dale. So, last week we left you all on the kind of end of production of Esther. So we're going to talk about post-production today and where we go from that. And then hopefully in the next coming weeks we'll be talking to you about our careers after Esther. But firstly, I want to share a little funny story I heard with you guys today in the casting call that went out for the Lord of the Rings series that is being filmed, has been filmed, is yet to be filmed. I'll just edit whichever one's appropriate at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's yet to be filmed. Yeah, yet to be filmed. Um, they put out a casting call in New Zealand for funky-looking people, people with long arms, weird noses, very tall. And I was like, it's one of those where you're kind of like, I want to be in the show, but I don't want to admit that I'm weird-looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was also a very funny thing. They posted it and they said, for the new Lord of the Rings series and then clearly somebody in legal kind of went NDAs NDAs and they went and they put the post back up without anything to do with Lord of the Rings in it and it's like oh wow yeah nicely done <laughs> good job <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but so there you go that's the world of news has anybody else got anything interesting or should we plow on straight into post-production must plow on I guess go straight in that's I think. what I love to hear as an audio engineer there's nothing better than let's plow into post-production so <laughs> We left you last week on the end of Esther, so we, we're all knackered, you know, by this point. We're completely exhausted. We've done a 10-day shoot, 10-day, week and a two ten days? 10-day shoot, yeah. 10-day shoot. We've got the film. We're ready to go. It's time to do post-production. Um, Aaron, going yes. into post-production, did you have a rough idea of the way the film was going from the script or, like, from the shots you'd already got, or was it kind of, I'll build it in the edit? Was it one of those situations? I think it was just I build, I, I'll build it in the edit because ultimately for me I have a, an idea of what the film will look like in my head and then the edit is really when the film comes together 
Mm. Um, and sometimes editing goes smooth, sometimes it doesn't. This time it didn't go so smooth, and it was quite <laughs> stressful at times. But uh, yeah, like I think ultimately the, the film didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to do, but mm. it it was basically there. Like yeah. there was a few minor things that, but then that's the thing you can't just expect it to be the perfect film because there's never such thing as a perfect film. I mean, once you've done the perfect film, you have to stop, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Although, actually, Danny, Danny Boyle's got a bit about this. He says that your first, your first ever film is your best film, which I really hope is not true because, like, the first film I made was a Doctor Who parody when I was seven. Well, I really my, hope my, I didn't peak. <laughs> my, my first film was basically a Tarantino ripoff. So there we go. So we both did ripoffs. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jack? What was your first moment? I think uh, during secondary school, me and my friend, um, oh, we put a YouTube video out. It was a comedy skit um, remaking something Ant and Dec did. Oh. I think it's called We're on the Ball. That yeah. was like a, it was like a football song. That was the first oh single God, I, I ever bought. Video. That was the first single I ever bought. <laughs> so me and my friend made a music video for this song. And that was like our, my first experience of making not a short film, but like a video project mm. of any, any form. And it was... It was fun. It didn't go. It didn't go like very well, but it was good fun, and that was the process. There you go. That's what you want. <laughs> that got the ball rolling. And Dale, where did you start? Oh well, um, I mean, I've made different things. I've made, I threw together a music video in my time, but actually, when I put something together as a film, uh, it was a. I, I just wrote it, directed it, starred in it, and wow. it was me with an old. This was in. This was in college when obviously it was all digital. And I was still filming on cassette tapes that I dust, dusted off the, out of the loft. And it was me in the woods. And I just like spray painted a BB gun. And that was it. You'd have been proud of the sound though, Toby. Because oh. I was like reversing some really like satanic verses. Reversed them <laughs> or warbled them. And it was an alien noise. So it was a rip off of Predator, admittedly. <laughs> so, so wait, can I just Amazing. get this straight? We all ripped, it off, ripped stuff off. But at the time, did it yeah. not feel like the greatest thing that's ever been made? Like, this is it. This is my oh, song. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was like Absolutely. thinking, I'm the next Tarantino. In actual fact, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, pretty soon, the, the big wigs at Doctor Who are going to notice me and get me in to direct the next episode. <laughs> Brilliant. So actually, uh, to go back to post-production there with that little tangent, very enjoyable yeah. tangent. Um, actually, any listeners out there, if you're listening, please send in your first ever project we'll have a good have a chat about that because it's always fun to hear what people started on what their kind of the way they cut their teeth was because that's a really good way of getting into the you know because it's funny because everybody is an amateur going into it so yeah it'd be great to know that if you so please send it in the social medias will be up at the end of the episode so send it our way and we will read it out on the show so aaron post-production um yes what's it like when you've got this thing that you've I remember you said you'd had for about a year and a half before the Masters. Mm-hmm. And you're then taking it and you're handing it over to an editor. Um, and to a lesser extent, actually, a sound editor, I suppose, as well. And you're saying, go and make my vision. Is that hard or do you like the thrill of it? Or is it just a kind of giving your child away situation? Uh, I mean, it's hard, but then I do like... I think as much as I like being in production as a director... Because that's when you're doing all the sort of acting side of it. 
the editing side is really when it comes together and it, it, hmm. it, I do like the thrill of that and making seeing the film sort of unfold and then as soon as you add the sound and everything it really like comes together hmm. but it is quite a daunting thing going into it because you're you're paranoid that you haven't got everything you need or you haven't got the coverage and you're paranoid that it just ultimately would look really bad mm. but it's it, it, it that's where you can kind of fix the film because editing you can do whatever you can to fix it really yeah and like sound is a massive part of that as well yeah i mean there's a, i've always found well especially at uni i always found and to be fair it's a, it's a very similar thing when you're recording mm. a song but like until it's all on there like the sound wise you have to turn your brain off for a bit because it's going to be <laughs> for a bit um gonna be crap that's hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be rubbish for a bit and um just because stuff about sound sounds weird or you know bad sound or camera sound yeah know? well we, we when i was in college uh, they they basically said you can have really bad video like quality mm. but if you have really bad sound that's when your film falls apart because mm. without good sound it just it, the audience can't connect with it. So, so like, well, I don't, I don't really yeah. know the ins and outs of it, but if you've got bad video quality and good sound, you can have a good film because yeah. ultimately it's, it is the sound that's telling the story, but the, the picture is helping with that as well, mm. so to speak. I I always used to I used to go out of my way to annoy DOPs especially because you know we all know DOPs like the image is everything, you know. Um, Shout out to Lucy, doing well out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately, it's like the, what's in the frame is important, but yeah, yeah the sound yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, massive. Sure. Yeah, of but, course. Yeah, but, but yeah, what were you saying? Well, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to go out of my way to kind of, I'd say to DOPs, it's like, listen, you can release a podcast, no images, no nothing. Try mm. and release a completely silent film with no music, no room tone, no nothing. Nobody will watch mm. it. And they were always yeah. like, yeah, but that's the... And I was just like, <laughs> got him. I'd run off. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah got, him. <laughs> got him. Annoyed him. But yeah, so as you alluded to, there was a, you know, there was a certain... Uh, a few issues within the video edit, I think it's safe to say, on the project. Mm. Um, yeah. And the whole thing got very delayed. So let's fast forward through that because we don't have to relive the arguments because I don't really think anybody wants to listen to us relive no, arguments, exactly. although we should recreate them one day. It's uh, here times, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, we fast forward through that, and the, the film comes to me, and it's now time for me to mm. mix it, and I've got to mix it in surround in five days. At that point, I've never asked you this, and I'm actually quite interested. Are you worried? Are you like, I don't know if he can do this. Like, is this all going to go down the pan? No. I, like, like I, said, I think I alluded to it in the, in the last episode. I, I have complete faith in what everyone's doing mm. and sometimes that faith doesn't pay off but my faith in you and what your capabilities were paid off oh thank you so. I, this is what this podcast <laughs> has turned into now it's just all kind of like you're amazing and i'm you're amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> our heads just get bigger it. and bigger yeah, this is this is all just a group therapy session for us to cheer us up you know and if the listeners <laughs> like it as well brilliant yeah um well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then, I mean, from my own side of it, you know, I should probably tell, because at this point, film comes over to me, and it's then, I remember the first two days, I was like, right, I've got a track lay, which, you know, budding sound people will know, if you don't know, basically, at that point, it's, as it says, you lay the track, so you put the dialogue down, you put the other, um, other dialogue down, uh, Foley, um, 
affects basically everything you need to create the sound mix. And I realized during this process that nothing was synced up video and sound wise. So every single scene I have to rebuild. So I've already got a short time window. And then um, within that short time window, I have to rebuild every single scene. So every time somebody walks in for a door, I have to find a door noise. And there was that scene um, where Will's in the kitchen and he's opening the cupboards and pouring the wine. And I remember watching that, knowing that I had to do all of this. And I was like, okay, how many times does he open the cupboard? Six times, okay, I need six different cupboard noises. How many times does he open the wine? Why is he opening it twice? Why did he have to put the top back on? You know, <laughs> And you're doing like really small things like this. And I don't think I ever told you this, but there's a dog barking in that scene in the background. And that's you actually- You did tell me that, yeah. Oh yeah, I did tell you, good. And yeah. I was like, can you notice why that is? And you went, no, it's fine. The reason is because there's a kind of dodgy jump in there somewhere where the bottle cap comes off and you can hear it. So I covered up with yeah. a dog in the background. And he went, oh, no, I like it. It's like rough area. And I was yeah, like, it makes, exactly. It makes sense, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good good tactic. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, but like, that's Definitely. something that I wouldn't have thought of to do. Mm. And you Thinking just, outside the box, yeah, exactly. I like it. You got yeah, Thompson's top tips. Thompson's top tips. <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have a Toby top tip here. Toby top um, tip. <laughs> it's all about the tease on this podcast. Um, the... <laughs> Uh, when you get a situation like that, when if somebody, if you get a mix dropped in your lap or you've got all of this to sort out, the most important thing, and it's very obvious, is don't panic. <laughs> like, go about it objectively. <laughs> Look at every single scene and go, which scene's going to take me the longest here? So I should do that first because my motivation will be highest. You know, Look for the easiest scenes, like maybe put them last, but be clever about your sound mixing because you know? it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really stressful, but sitting around going, oh, I've got so much to do is going to waste more time you know mm. and don't yeah. spend stay up until four in the morning doing it because that just makes you sad the next day you want to try and keep a decent body clock and yeah. working structure if you can yeah about turning yourself crazy well which you know um, as we as we found out definitely but, happened. but really it's kind of trying to work work smart not hard mm. or work smarter instead of harder mm. yeah that's, a good that's kind of what you did i think toby but yeah yeah, yeah I, I i tried as much as i could and i i remember the tuesday morning Everything's track late by this point. And then um, this is where I, in my opinion, actually, and sorry to Jack and Dale here, my favorite bit of the whole of the Esther production was when I was sitting in the mixing studio or the dubbing theater and Aaron would wander in every now and then. I'd be like, I've done this. And then you'd go, oh, could you maybe change that? And I go, great idea. And then change that. And then you'd wander out again, you know? And that went on for about yeah. a week. You know, we were just doing that. We were kind of building the sound mix together um and yeah. it's not to say that the others weren't involved because i remember jack you walked in once i went are you sure you're happy with that and they walked out again i know it's not my creative domain so it's not my domain i can't really step on your toes so i just leave a little something as i'm on my way out yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, th I think that's what a producer should do just come in mm there's something and walk away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like naturally creative wise you're going to be a bit more out of your depth compared to the actual creative in front of you yeah. i.e toby uh, well mm. i mean actually this is this but, um, is a question for you joe because you are more of the creative mind i'd say generally but in this instance you're working as a producer so you come in and you have like an input every now and then because you're sort of doing a bit of ading every now and then as well almost and then you kind of you were going away to sort out producer things. Was that weird? Did you find that weird at all? Did you kind of wish you were more involved with the sound mix or? I, um, yeah, to tell you the truth, I think I would have preferred to have more of a creative input in the post, mm. but I knew, I knew taking on this role, that wasn't going to be the case. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so as opposed to getting you know down and dirty with the creative process, it was more taking a step back, and I think I think I remember setting a like a schedule of what should be completed on which day, like rough like rough guidelines, and then I kind of gave that to you two. I, I think that there was a document I wrote about it in like this evaluation thing I did at uni, <laughs> reading through that. Um, but um. Really, like as well with the Kickstarter funding rewards. Yeah. Like spent a lot of time packaging those up, oh, which yeah. is not, yeah. you know, it's not the most exciting part of post, but no. someone's got to do it. Well, this is, I mean, <laughs> so, this could. And that, that, you know what? That was quite stressful as well. <laughs> this could be. That was quite stressful because you didn't want to keep people waiting for too long. Mm. Yeah, I, I waited long enough for my poster. <laughs> oh, did you get a poster, Dale? <laughs> did you get one? No, no, he's yeah, still waiting I, for it. That's I, why he's mentioned it. Enough to contribute. <laughs> Well, that's well. No, actually. Well, so, Jack, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna say sort of like summing up for you know. So, younger people getting into the industry. So, what I'm kind of saying from your experience is, yes, I'd like to be more creative involved in this, but I'm gonna muck in and do this part of it because later on it will lead to me being more creatively involved. Would you say? Mm. I think understanding those sort of parts of post will benefit me when I go and take on a more creative role in the future mm. for sure because I'll know like both sides of it yeah mm. absolutely you become more rounded like the organising and logistics of it that will help when I you know explore like the creative side a bit more again yeah mm. absolutely. I think mean, that's um, a great idea Go, gather as much experience as you can I guess the only other thing this is also a lot of Aaron too but looking at what film festivals we could enter mm. and that was um, that was even more stressful and that was, for me that was the most stressful part of post mm. Yeah, um, it was a, It took a long process, and you know, trying to cut it down to specific, like dimensions or times to meet the codec or format for each yeah. requirement from each festival. Um, and as well, it's more complicated than you think. Mm. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's finding festivals that, due to the, the sort of theme of the film, finding festivals that sort of link to that as well. Mm. So you've got to kind of really find a good mix of festivals that not only is good for wide release or whatever, but mm. that fit your fest your film perfectly. Yeah, actually I'd I'd like to jump in here and this is this is going moving later on. But again, young people listening, learn your codex. For the love of God, it's so important knowing different codecs of video and audio and how it all syncs up and what works with what. Because when I went into working in Soho, I hadn't really done that much about codex. And you know, you're getting films through and it's like, well this won't run on Pro Tools and you need to convert this film otherwise it won't run. So you know, you're doing a commentary called for some like big company's new film and um, it's not running because you haven't gone in the right codec. I'd really strongly stress to anyone listening, get on your codecs, learn the most basic yeah. ones. Yeah, all that, all that small print when you're looking at the post apps, it can seem really, really boring and dull, but just try, just at least get the basics. Yeah. Not saying to scan every option mm. of one of the pieces of software, just understand the codex mm. it will help you in the long run and once you understand them it's you've got yeah, a leg up what, no, what i'd love is actually if we've got somebody a bit older who's been in the industry for ages who's listening going god codex that's where i've been going wrong <laughs> 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 sorry aaron you were about to say something weren't you um yeah i was gonna say uh it, it, like also when it comes to editing this probably comes as like a no-brainer but um is logging like logging your footage oh, yeah. and everything is so important because like my previous two short films, I never did any of that. But that was because I was the only editor and I was doing the sound and I was doing everything. But 
it just comes like it sounds stupid saying it like cause it should be a no-brainer but just logging your footage and making sure you've got the best takes possible hmm. make yeah. for editing so much quicker it makes it yeah because if, if you're looking at a track let's say on pro tools you're looking at the track list and you know that you're working on this take you can just go scan down it's there right done or, no actually you don't even need to scan down anymore use the search function you can't use the search function. You are just there for ages going, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. And it's just, I mean, <laughs> that will drive you more mad than a high-pitched noise for five days. Um, <laughs> um, so, Dale, actually, you know, I'm going to bring you in here now, Mr. Cheney. Um, are we going to get sued for saying that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave that to Jack. Yeah, believe They're just swearing at Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dick and then blank out the last name. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, sorry, Dale. So you were involved a lot on production, but then you get to post-production, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. I think your kind of involvement kind of dropped off markedly, and then you didn't actually see the film until it was pretty much almost done. I'd say at that point. Yeah. So I didn't really have any any kind of involvement, or not just involvement, but kind of. I heard about the process. I saw the aftermath. I saw the effect. I mean, I was obviously doing my screenwriting, so you know, you will all understand what I mean when I say it was like watching you emerge from Moria, having dealt with. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was great to see the end result and kind of see <laughs> and see you how you, how you kind of pushed through those challenges. And I didn't see them firsthand, but I could see how particular members would, you know, pick the other up and kind of all carry each mm. other for it. Not carry each other, but when someone was having that bad day, a wound is in the field, mm. you know, it was just kind of getting through it. But like, mm. yeah, you got, you know, you got yeah. there. <laughs> well, I think, I think the thing that always has always helped me in those kind of situations where you're feeling rubbish about stuff or worried about this or how is this going to work or this is bringing me down is you just, like as hard as it is to say but you have to remind yourself what you're doing is actually really fun you know what i mean like so doing the adr with will was hilariously fun and that was right in the middle of the sound mix and i loved doing that because i at this point i was like as we've alluded to before there's a high-pitched noise that goes through the whole thing and i was adding that in so i'd spent 12 hours basically giving myself tinnitus and um <laughs> then in the evening to just like have me and will in a studio and just kind of doing the takes like that and again i mean this is something else I'd say to all my sound buddies out there. If you can find a director who is happy enough in your ability to leave the room whilst you're doing ADR with the lead actor, you've done so well. Like, because <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it, it's great. Like, I mean, I, in I'm, hindsight, I probably shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> no, but it was, it was this incredible. Like, it made me feel so trusted that I could actually, because I remember you sat in with me for a bit and I was starting to give a bit of direction, like maybe do it like this. And after I went, yeah, you got mm. this, I'm going to go. And that was actually felt amazing for me. Cause it's like, cool, I, I understand this film well enough to do it. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that's an important point as well. Like, don't be afraid to kind of, don't give your views all the time. Like, if I'd come up to you at the end of every scene, like, Aaron, I'm not sure about the camera angle here. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be a bit of like, you know, just shut up, would you? But like, but don't be afraid to every now and then go like, do you think this might work? Because the worst that can happen is the director go, no, I don't. And then you know not to keep giving him ideas, you know. But at the right time, pitch it, knowing when to pitch in, pitch it at the right time can really help because, you know. Yeah, and Aaron, I think... I think you did that pretty well, to be honest. Because 
Sorry to butt in there. That's but, right. you know, you could have someone which sits behind Toby's shoulder, you know, nine to five, and mm. will be commenting on every little thing you do, and that's not giving you any, like, creative freedom. Mm. Naturally, you'll, you won't be acting yourself if you're being shadowed the whole time, waiting for a different instruction. So, like, as you're yeah. popping in and out, Toby's, like, got that time to do, like, to just use his creative freedom. And then you pop in and then just alter something slightly mm. or just something in there, then come back in an hour... And it yeah it really worked it, for you two anyway. I mean it, it worked. It made me long. Uh, well, at one point it made me long for that moment at um, uni. It's obviously a different thing, but like I was doing a session in London, uh, pitching a film. We were doing the sound record for it, and I had four voice directors and the actor. And a runner came in and later was just like, "You're right," because you looked a bit stressed. I came in and you had four directors all gathered around you in a little huddle. And some of them had like the hands on the desk and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you try and work under that situation. Like, imagine any yeah. other job, you know, like your manager. That sounds really intense. Yeah, oh, it's horrible. You know, because one of them would be like, yeah, that's cool. Can we record that? And then somebody else would be like, can you turn that up? Can you do that? And you'd just be like, I don't have eight arms. And I think I'm about to have a heart attack, but I reckon I got this. Like, you know. <laughs> so so I, there was a time that during that, I had like a split second while they went and did something else. And apart from going, oh, wow, this is really cool. Whoa, what am I working on? I was also going, I miss Aaron. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pop in and disappear. Yeah, and I think it's good to give. I think it's good to give people freedom for that, but also, um, yeah, rein it in. But this is my. This is where I'd like to draw back to you. So we've had kind of Jack. You were you left the sort of process of the sound mix to sort of me and Aaron Dale. You weren't involved as such, but Aaron, out of all of us, you were involved in every single part of the film. So by post production, mm. are you? burned out are you at all are you just kind of like god this is just destroying me almost no like like, uh, like i've alluded to before like i i really enjoy the editing process because mm. that's when the film comes together but like as tired as i was i just wanted to get the film done and make mm. it look as best as possible and like because it was basically my like I, I'd written it and I directed it. Mm. I wanted to make it look as good as possible, and it was down on me to get mm. it to that that end end game. So yeah, I I love and but I I personally I if if I could have edited the film, I I would have edited the film, but because mm. I I I love the editing process. I mean, you and me <clears throat> did have a chat. I think about six months later about you recutting the film, and you said, "Would you redo the sound?" I was like. Yes, but I can't do it surround sound because I've only got headphones. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> Not really as impressive, is it? Like, going back to stereo mixing <laughs> after doing surround sound is the most depressing thing you'll ever do. Like, <laughs> nice. But um, well, well, I feel like you know we kind of we covered post production, we covered our roles within it. I'd like to know if there's any sort of, as we did last time, sort of funny stories from the post process. You know, things that happened. I'll start us off if I've, as I've got one. Because you know that was where I was most involved. My one of my favourite <laughs> moments was when I'd done the um, dream sequence of the car. So there's an interior car bit, and that, that became a dream sequence because the sound was quite difficult because of the car engine. And I'd gone yeah. a bit over the top with the moving the car around the studio. So I'd had the sound going round and round in a loop, and then also the other way to really disorient <laughs> people. And at this point, because I'm completely like mad with sound, and I'm just like, this is amazing. Uh, you know, you came in here and just like. Okay, can you tone this down just a bit? And then I kind of listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is nuts. Like, this is really uncomfortably nuts. <laughs> so that, that always got me. Um, 
and also I've talked about Jack, you know, Jack's amazing. Like, I actually remember you being there for a morning once because you happened to be around the studio and you came in and yeah. joined me while I was mixing something. And you went, I, <laughs> I was really tired and actually quite upset by this point because I've been working so hard. I was like, oh God, this is really difficult. And at one point you just went from behind me, that's sick. And I was just like, yeah. Cheer, <laughs> cheers, but I have to rewind it and make sure it actually sounds all right now because you shouted over yeah. it. <laughs> I, like the co- I like the comment that there's a time and place. Yeah, you get so kind of anal about these things. But to be fair, that happened as well when we, remember when you and me were working on that thing, uh, the, the FXU thing, and I lost the project. It almost didn't go. But then Pro Tools had done an oh, autosave. Yeah, save, I remember that, yeah. And we had five minutes to oh, get it across to the guy. And it did an autosave. And I went, yes. And he went, don't celebrate now, finish. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, yelling. Don't have time yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just yelling at me. We're like, we'll get a beer in a minute. Just finish the job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> beer in a minute. Yeah. Turns off the essence. Yeah. Five minutes. We literally Stress. five minutes. And we, we sprinted up to the guy and had it over. Oh, I didn't expect it that fast. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Was anything else spring, Fun and games. spring to mind to you within the post-production process or you know, anything like that? I mean, I'm not going to have a lot to say about memories and highlights from the post-process. I'll keep it mm. short and sweet. Mm. It was just making sure, without trying to sound weird, that you guys didn't go crazy and get pissed off with each other. <laughs> it was about trying to, make sure, <laughs> trying to make sure that the group was sane mm. during the final stages mm. of this. Um, because of like creative input was a minimal so that that was my job mm. i think that's a really actually that's a really Letting good point you. let's make that a top top tip we've got three so far if you are in a crew and there is something going on where you feel surplus to requirements you're not having to do anything work on keeping everybody else around you happy so they can do their jobs you know make that yeah. your role because that's a really important role because like we said on during production like you and me between takes we were all knackered and so we'd start goofing off to cheer everybody up same with Will same with everybody else really useful to have that mm. so that's a, yeah that's a great point point. Mm. and we'll be back after these messages this podcast is available on many providers such as Google and Spotify if you'd like to email us our address is filmslateofmind at hotmail.com you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmslateofmind where you can keep up to date with us for details about our latest episodes and uploads to YouTube Music provided by Epidemic Sound. Podcast edited by the friendly neighbourhood soundie, CC himself, Toby Cook. Welcome back. I'm glad you're still with us. That's a bit dramatic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're still with us, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, now we got it. We got it sorted. Um, so, we, me and Aaron, we've talked about post-production here. I, I imagine we'll talk more about the creative process we had on the sound edit and what we kind of did going forward because you know as we mentioned this is going to crop up because esther is all our is mostly aaron's child but it's all our children we all raised it together we're like the extended family of this child yeah. i don't know where i'm going with that one <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> that's a thing <laughs> but if that's there's a we, thing we have alluded that's a thing that's a thing though. i'm just plowing i'm just gonna plow on <laughs> um i mean you know we've alluded to the fact that you weren't hugely involved with post-production but one area i had absolutely no hand in because i refused to and also because i said i'm just doing sound um protect your market kids is the uh budgeting the fiscal side of the project the kind of logistics side of it um and i find it fascinating but i didn't have any sort of hand in it in esther at all so what was that like what was what did you have to do what did you balance how did you find it just you know tell me all jack well the first thing we had to do during 
I will, Toby. <laughs> the, the first thing we had to do during pre-production was create a Kickstarter video, hmm. which we got our guy working as DIT to edit for the Kickstarter. And personally, I thought it turned out really well. But the idea with the Kickstarter is to, you're basically trying to sell the film, sell the product, and trying hmm. to get funding for, or funding to be able to have the creative flexibility to go and spend on different departments. So whether it's things such as props or makeup or makeup artists or costume because we didn't actually have um, a specific wardrobe department. Hmm. Um, so within the Kickstarter, I think our target was 1500, wasn't it? Um, right. And I think we shot this a couple weeks or a week before. Yeah. Or maybe it was a couple days before. My memory's a bit hazy. But the idea was that uh, by the time it got to the end of the project, we had been, you know, raising money whilst we were shooting. And in the background, people were checking out the Kickstarter. So, from what I remember, we actually did, we gained, I think we got just over a grand of the 15, mm. I think. Um, but Of the 1,500, yeah, not, for, the, not the AV for 15 grand. <laughs> No, of the fifteen hundred, the fifteen k that would be a feat. Yeah. But um, the what the largest thing you've got to bear in mind with the budgeting is the cast, and mm. that links in with the creating the production schedule as well. Mm. Because if you can get cast A and cast B, if you can get them those actors in on the same days as much as possible, instead of having them pop in in like separate days staggered yeah. it's going to become cheaper when you say you're paying them on daily rates when you say cast day and cast um, b what uh what does that mean sorry protagonist a protagonist b okay. or the two main characters okay or the two most important for those scenes oh i see for that day okay cool and trying to it, it's difficult but if you've got the main actors on the more staggered coming in and doing a little bit, you're paying a full fee mm. no matter how long they're there for. Mm. You don't, as far as I'm aware, and how we did it, we didn't pay them per scene. We didn't pay them per hour. It was a, a daily rate flat fee. And then extras, extras, we were estimating about £40 or something each. I don't know how much I actually want to talk about the actual figures, mm. but... Even with the props, with the props, with our budget, we were looking at I think fifty pound. Costumes fifty to seventy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, food and drink, fuel that takes up a lot of it as well. After uh, the cast, mm. you're looking at yeah, fuel and food is really up there. Okay. But obviously, as productions like a lot bigger than ours, with a lot bigger budget and a lot more departments to cover, um, it wasn't a super thoroughly detailed plan but, to make because it wasn't a big production you know there was less than 20 of us on set um but, but i think i do think that we massively under budgeted what we should have done like we should have had at least a, uh, twice the budget we had mm. purely to to get everything we wanted paid like because we were only shooting for about 10 days and if we could shoot for a <clears throat> 20 days and still pay everything I think the film would have turned out better because I, I think the film ha didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to do um, but I think if we had a bigger budget and a bigger schedule like a mm. longer schedule sorry 
the film would have turned out better. Yeah, obviously you can you you can ask for, yeah. you can ask for a bigger budget and all this stuff, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, we had a crowdfunding scheme, and I think three hundred of the budget was my dad and my friend Tom because they they got executive producer credits and everything we were offering. Mm. So it was just through my friends, your friends, my people that I was working yeah. with at the time helped us out but if we were asking for a bigger budget it would have been probably harder to get that budget but it yeah. would have made the film a lot better definitely would have been more ideal for sure yeah 100%. but that's the thing when you're creating these like amateur small productions that you're only going to like learn and benefit from it so next time me mm. or someone else goes to do like if i had this role again and enough production you know you'd have a different perspective on it mm. So you just take it as lessons, don't you, and move on to the next one. Yeah, for sure. Just take what you know just, and just keep going on. I think there's a kind of, there must be a kind of, you know, uh, desired goal versus realistic goal, you know? So mm. let's say you're going for 3,000. That'd be brilliant. And then, you know, by that logic, you could shoot for 20 days instead of 10. But if mm. you aim for free and you only got 1,500 and you aimed for that high and you budgeted already for that, then you're a bit up um, crap creek. Yeah. Swear job. Swear <laughs> <laughs> job. I think as well is like, because we've made, well, uh, for me and my, my friends in back, back home in Cornwall, um, a lot of my friends know that I'm a filmmaker and they're always eager to see my films. So whenever I do something, they want to see the next thing. So I think, like like you were saying, Jack, like we learn for the next one, but I think ultimately the next one, if we do a crowdfunder, a lot more people, I'd like to think a lot more people would try and pay mm. into that because they know what we've done and yeah, can trust us in a way. Like, but I think yeah. I I I think the budget side of it was my my side of it because I think Jack, you were you were asking for a bigger budget, and I just. I didn't want to go that high because I just had this feeling that not a lot of people would want to pay that money. Yeah. Um, and because it was like, it was continuing, like it was going on during production. So at the back of my head, I was like, it was a back burner. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if I was like thinking if we didn't make this budget by the end of production, we're screwed. Mm. So yeah, for but sure. again, it, it's like if, if, if we had, double the budget I think the film would have turned yeah. out exactly how I wanted to but there's certain mm. things that we, you can't judge and you can't predict mm. when it comes to budgeting yeah there's always an element isn't there of compromising whatever you make no matter what even if yeah. it's you know it's a film or a cake you know yeah but I do think what we, <laughs> with, 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 the, with the budget that we, we got I think we did a pretty good job at, at allocating that yeah, money well, to exactly where it should go. I mean, it's it's yeah, interesting because sure. I had no idea what the budget was for this entire thing, and like, really, when you get down to it, like, you kind of a fifteen hundred quid sounds like a lot of money. But when you think about it, ten days that's one hundred and fifty a day. If that, you're then paying the actors. You've mostly got two actors on set every day, you know. Then what? You've yeah. got fuel, and then then nothing for food, and you've got to feed people. So Jack, you end up cooking yeah. five million pounds of pasta, you know. I, I probably think me and Jack. I think me and Jack probably did go out of pocket. 
like without like we had a little bit of budget left but i think we were keeping that for festival submissions yeah but i think yeah dur during production we were both like let's go get all this food yeah we need it mm. and I think we probably were out of pocket. It's, it's that does happen if you care about. Like, I mean, I were me and my years and years ago went on tour with a band, and the promoter was like, "Don't worry, no cost. You won't have to pay anything." Ended up coming back from that like four hundred quid out of pocket because we had to buy all the food and like the petrol. We're just like, yeah. we are losing yeah, so yeah. much money. Here. <laughs> like, You'd be surprised how much you need. Like, it doesn't spread enough. You really need to. Mm. Yeah. Well, goes without saying, try to get as much as possible. I, yeah. I think especially <laughs> when you're a student, it's, like. It, you know, somebody says to you fifteen hundred quid when you're a student. You're like, oh yes, let's go to the pub. Like, you know? sounds like a big number. Yeah. yeah, but really, like, you, it's that moment you get the appreciation of how much, how far money goes. It's not as far as you think, you know. But as bad as this sounds, as well, is like it's about calling in favors that you can. Like, mm -hmm. I've got a lot of creative music friends as well, and they had tracks that I was like, can I use this track yeah. for free? And They'd, they'd say yeah like because we're close friends or like i've done something for them in the past and that like starting out it's all about calling in yeah any favor you can think about who's in your network because that person that you kind of got on with once every now and then drop them a message and be like listen i know you design stuff um can we work on this together and if they say no you have lost nothing you know but if they say yes you've gained something exactly. in the network grows you know it's like there's no danger in it I mean, I suppose the only danger is they kick off at you, but if they do that, they're, they're a bit scary anyway. Why are you their friend? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> there we go. That's life advice. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, look at the cast. Like, Will is a really close friend of mine, and Shady is another close friend of mine. I just messaged them and said, do you want to be in it? They said, yeah. And mm. my friend Toby, he... Uh, not Toby. That's you. My friend Tom... <laughs> Yeah. Um he he had a track that wanted to be in in a film and I said do you want do you want me to have it in the film and mm. it worked. So it's all about yeah. cashing in those those favors with friends but just yeah. obviously don't don't take advantage of their yeah. friendship. In my role as sound on other things I became a bit of a kind of like I will I was trying to get all my mates music in anything I worked on and it usually like people were like no it doesn't really fit the film. And then eventually, with, when we did the Tiger thing with Lucy, Jack, um, I shouldn't dismiss it as the Tiger thing. Sorry, the documentary about the Tiger. and um, <laughs> Which is called Gentle Giant, by the Gentle way. Giant. Not in cinemas, not on cable television. <laughs> <laughs> cable? Well, it's the 90s now. <laughs> um, we're only releasing this on shout cable. Shout out Lucy again. Shout out yeah, Lucy. shout out Lucy. That should be like a <laughs> weekly thing. We'll just shoehorn her yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got to keep her involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> when she's actually a guest on the show, we'll be doing shout-outs to her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we... Can I just quickly add on? I didn't even finish my story, but please, go ahead. Yeah. Like... I can't remember what you were saying after that divert. <laughs> I basically... Well, so I was trying to get everybody's music in, um, and sometimes it wouldn't work, but eventually I just got it into the Tiger Dutch because I was like, this is such a good tune, we just need to put this in, and we had nothing else to put in there, and I was just like, it's great, let's just put it in. So, you know, um, I think that is something that you could, like, on the sound front, if you have friends who are musicians, exactly like you're saying, you can go to bat for them a bit on some stuff, you know, because if a director yeah. turns out and goes, we've got literally nothing for this, then you can go, well, I know this person does this song, and that's fine to do. Yeah. Don't do what I did on another film and say, well, I've got an EP out, let's put my own music in it, because that is a bit of abuse of power. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 
but as, as well as like on on the music point as well is the the actual lead like main song in the film Esther. Um, I'd never really met that artist, and mm. it was through my friend Tom, who messaged her, and she was like, "Yeah, I want this this film this song to be in the film." So again, it's it's friends of friends as well. And it's the same that you did with um. I don't know. I can't remember if it was for the whole production, but you got in your friend Abby to help out on makeup. Oh yeah, she did. She did makeup, and well. I think yeah, she again. also did wardrobe as well. And again, that's yeah. calling in flavors of people yeah. you know. Mm. So yeah. when as your first starting out when you're coming up with all these creative ideas and going you're shooting and yet you know things will fail things will never turn out how you expect them but the networking from that very point mm. you need to carry that all the way through yeah. because if they're coming up in the industry with you yeah. keep them not necessarily in close contact but calling in favors that's mm. never that's never going to die out no. that's a constant thing which starts from when you're 16 up until you retire, you're basically. very experienced, yeah. up to retirement. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Well, I mean, that's I mean that's a really good kind of way to kind of slowly manoeuvre towards the end. Of <laughs> sounds like a tank commander. Um, Dale, do you have anything to add <laughs> to that, do you? <laughs> like... No, no, I'll just stay here in the shadows, I think, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll I mean, strike when like... the time's right. Well, you know, well, we're, we're soon enough. going. We're, we're soon going on to post-university careers, and yeah. that is when you really come into your own, Dale. You know. Oh no! I'm I mean, just that's... biding my time. That's all. <laughs> the silent man. <laughs> biding my time. There's <laughs> going to be an episode um... just like what makes Dale tick. <laughs> <laughs> Get that in the schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like any any more for any more, as my manager says. <laughs> no, I, I think Jack's that Jack's basically hit here on the yeah. on, on the head there. Like any network, like friends or people you meet throughout the industry, keep them close because most of my friends before I did the MA that were in the sort of creative field had said that they wanted to do something with me. That's not me being egotistical or anything like they've just said that they want to do a film with me and i, I carried that through to the ma <laughs> and then now yeah. i've met you you lot and especially someone like well jack and toby like jack's a great producer and toby is a great sound engineer so it's Thank just you. like carrying that through but then yeah. as well as like with dale is like i've always wanted to do something with dale like, cause he's mm. a he's a great screenwriter, so I want to carry that on to like mm. future projects. Yeah, and I mean, like networking, like you're saying, just goes for everything. Like, I got a job because I happened to make friends with a runner on a trial shift, you know, and that got me yeah. a job for a year in the industry. You know, you can't ever underestimate the power of networking. Um, and next few episodes, we are in the chronology of us, a film slate of mind, we are now leaving university. The rap party is done. We're not going to go into what happened there. Um, no. <laughs> we, no, we no, no. <laughs> Stay clear of that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> we there. I was right to swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No either, comment. So <laughs> I'll see you if you eventually... And, uh, but, so we have, we've got that. That's done. We are now... Spreading our wings <laughs> and going into the industry. And please join us next time for that. Would, I was going to say, would you want to say about lying in a hammock? 
<laughs> oh, I mean, you, you, dis- you, you derailed my outro. <laughs> Wait till the episode where we drop review something and then we'll talk about the hammock and the fish pond. Um, and the, the palm tree. Spreading our They're wings. two shorts that you'll find on our Vimeo. Get it anime. We are not getting that animated. <laughs> anyway, as I said, please keep listening. Thank you for listening to this. Please keep listening. It's so tragic. Please don't <laughs> stop listening. Please. <laughs> please. Never stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a shambles. Um, thank you for listening. It's so good to have you along on this. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Or you will hear us, rather, on a film slate of mine. So, Aaron, it's a... Layers. Jack, what have you got? See you tomorrow. Dale, please see us out. Goodbye. I like it. And for me, <laughs> it's goodbye. See you next week. Oh, uh, whenever this comes out. Ciao. <laughs> right, stop recording.